Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. I'm Travis Albritton, a former rocket scientist turned digital missionary, here to bring you the bite-sized tips and strategies you need to become an effective Christian. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into it. I don't know about you, but for me, 2020 has been an awfully strange year. I mean, we started off with, you know, so much hope and promise, and then it was like one thing after another. Do you even remember the Australia wildfires that we started the year with back in January, where it seemed like the whole country was burning down? For all you guys that are listening from Australia, super glad that you guys survived. (laughs) But from there, it's just been one thing after another. It's almost the the, the joke that we have in our house uh, here is that, you know, well, what's the next level of Jumanji going to be like, right? Somebody is playing Jumanji and unleashing all these terrors on the world, and we're just waiting for them to finish the game so we can all go back to our normal life. That's kind of how it's felt, right? And so while we've all been kind of surviving 2020 so far, a question that I've been thinking about and that I'm sure that you've been thinking about as well is, well, what does it mean to be a disciple moving forward. What does that look like to be a Christian? Because a lot of the things that you could kind of point to and say, okay, that is what I do on a daily basis as a part of living out my faith. So some of that is meeting new people and building relationships with them and inviting them to church and to your small group and things like that. It's building one another relationships with your brothers and sisters in Christ. It's serving alongside one another, and then meeting with the body of Christ on Sundays, during the week, for devotionals, all those kind of things. Well, the last couple of months, we haven't been able to do most of that stuff. And even as things are starting to gradually open back up, it still feels different, right? We're still having to do the social distancing thing. Uh, A lot of churches still aren't meeting together simply out of an abundance of caution and, you know, wanting to protect one another and to be wise. And it's easy in this period of incredible uncertainty to feel aimless, to feel almost like spiritually adrift, that there's there's a lack of there's a lack of clarity around what our purpose is now that the activities and the things that we used to do that gave structure to our faith have kind of been stripped away. And while it might be tempting to kind of throw in the towel on 2020 and just say, well, I'm just looking forward to when things go back to normal. I think there's a much more powerful thing that God is doing right now. Because you can be sure that God is using this as an opportunity to shape and to mold us. And one story that I think about that I think is really relevant to us is the story of Esther. Now, the book of Esther takes place after the Israelites have been taken into captivity into Persia. Okay, and so this is one of those many times that they were conquered. But so they are away from their homeland. They're in Persia. And Esther has been chosen out of all of the women in the entire kingdom to be brought forth as a wife for the king. And so she's put in this position of, you know, power and influence. But it wasn't something that she necessarily asked for. It wasn't something that she volunteered for and said, hey, I want to do that. That sounds exciting. And so I imagine as she's going through this whole process, this multi-year process, she's wondering, like, what is God up to? What is he doing? Why am I even here? But 
as we read through the story of Esther, you see that there's also a plot afoot that one of the uh, main advisors to the king is actually planning to eradicate the Jews, that he's uh, putting forward this plan to completely wipe out the Israelites from the entire kingdom. Now, Mordecai, who was Esther's uncle, uh, sends word to her and says, hey, by the way, this is going down. And Esther responds through an intermediary because she's in the king's palace and, and Mordecai is not. And starting in Esther 4 verse 11, she says, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that if any man or woman goes to the king inside the inner court without being called, there is but one law to be put to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter so that he may live. But as for me, I have not been called to come into the king these 30 days. And they told Mordecai what Esther had said. Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And I love that last line, for such a time as this. If you continue reading the story of Esther, she does boldly go before the king. She does plea for the fate of her people, and they are delivered. The, the king does not follow through with Haman, his advisor's plan. In fact, the roles are reversed, and Haman is actually killed, as opposed to Mordecai and their people. And so it's a huge win for the people of Israel. But it's all because God positioned Esther to be at a specific point in time, with specific influence, with the right people, and he used her in that situation. Now, bringing this back to us, the last few years, I've been dedicating myself to learning the ins and outs of online ministry. It's something that's become a passion of mine. And this podcast is a huge part of, of that ministry, just sharing the things that I've learned over the years and trying to help as many people as I can. So last year, 2019, I launched a new coaching program called Digital Missionary Academy. And it was a coaching program to help Christians be more effective using social media, the way that most of us interact online. Little did I know then how sorely needed that would be. And during the initial lockdown uh, of the earlier part of this year, hundreds of Christians joined that program and started implementing the training, sparking spiritual conversations on social media, being salt and light to their friends and family, and even launching their own online ministries from the things they learned inside the program and reaching hundreds of people around the world, which is just incredible. And I'm so grateful that God positioned me to, to be at that point in time with that specific knowledge and, and wisdom and experience that I, I could offer, the wisdom and experience that I'd gained from building my own online ministry. And it's so cool to see how he's used the lives and the ministries of my students to impact people. It's been super rewarding. And if this year has taught us anything, I'm convinced it's that the world desperately needs the hope of the gospel now more than ever. So it's up to each and every one of us to learn the skills we need to be effective for God in the years and the decades to come. As much as I would love for things to go back to the way they were. This shift in our society 
is not going away anytime soon. People aren't just going to be walking into a church building with a few hundred people that they've never met before. That's just not going to happen as long as this virus and as long as things like it are still around. There's something deeply embedded in our culture now that we can't ignore. And we could ignore the opportunity that social media presents to us, but if we do, we're doing it at the expense of the kingdom of God, which I don't know about you, but for me is not something that I'm willing to do. So in a few weeks, I will be opening up the doors again and accepting new students into Digital Missionary Academy. For the last several months, it's been closed. We've really just been focusing on uh, helping uh, our students see success and you know be effective online. But in just a few weeks, I'm gonna be opening it up to accept new students. And so if you are interested, if you wanna be one of the first in line to get in and actually lock in the lowest price possible for that training, then just go to digitalmissionaryacademy.com and you can join the wait list. And I'll, I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Because next week, I'll be sharing my five-step process for effectively sharing your faith online. And the best part of that is that anyone can do it. Anyone, even you listening to this podcast right now, you can implement this five-step process to effectively share your faith using social media. So if you're not yet a member of Digital Missionary Academy, make sure to join the wait list. And I can't wait to share my online evangelism blueprint with you next week. That's it for today. Don't forget to take advantage of this week's free resource by clicking the link in the show notes and be sure to share this episode with your ministry leader, a person in your small group, or just a friend from church. Thanks for listening to today's episode and I'll talk to you soon.